0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ringside Chaos, the greatest professional wrestling discussion in the history of the world. The only place where pro wrestling is taught through an educational perspective as well as a love and a passion for it. My name, of course, is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. Okay. the Bear of Texas. Let's not waste any more time. Mark Freaking Braverman. And Mark, this is the start of our new program here on the show worst wrestling matches ever and of course any time that you're on the show it's dedicated to the memory of your younger brother jeffrey braverman but i understand that today we're also dedica- dedicating it to somebody else
1: yeah my uh my friend adam who i've known since high school he recently lost his stepson so uh austin we miss you and we love you and uh it's a tragedy when someone dies so young, but we're dedicating this one to Austin. Who was a very, who was a very kind, was a very kind man. He was an, a member of the Louisiana National Guard. But unfortunately, we lost him to a little, a little bit too young. So, Austin, rest in peace, and this one's for you, pal.
0: Oh, my condolences to his family and Austin. This one's for you as well as you, Jeff, and also to my friend, Mr. Jason Sensation. May Mark, they do all
1: rest. Mark, they do all rest.
0: Well, Jason, Jason's alive and well. Jason's just recovering from recent heart surgery, but Jason's doing fine. Ah, but Because Jason's been so supportive of me, and I really want him. I really want to get him on this show, but but Mark, we already have a program to where like we do we do this what if, and I feel right. like because we click so well with our love and our knowledge for pro wrestling that I feel like we got have another program with worst wrestling matches ever. And our first one is going to be Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan, SummerSlam 2005. The now, third, I had but- to do extensive research on this one because I was only 12 years old when this match took place.
1: Well, considered by many wrestling fans, including myself, to be by far Shawn Michaels' worst match of his career and... That's absolutely probably true. Although he did have a couple, of, although he did have one or two others that weren't that great when his younger career. But we'll talk about that another time. And he considered by many to be Hulk Hogan's most political most match, where he played the most politics. Although so I don't know how true this is because of the whole WCW era. But this was an awful match. I remember it very. I remember it very well. I remember. Watched you with all. My, we were so excited about this match. Me and my friends. We're watching at Matt's house, and we're like, "Oh, this is gonna be killer! It's gonna be, you know, the greatest guy of the '80s against one of the, one of the, one of the, one of the biggest, one of the biggest um, stars of the
0: '90s." And we got what we got. <laughs> you know, I gotta be honest with you. That summer was probably the most, one of the most miserable of my life because what was going on at, at home. But we don't gotta get about that. You know, the build-up of the match, I think, was great. I mean, the build-up and everything was fine, but the way the match went with HBK deliberately overselling, I mean, we saw it.
2: Brutal. brutal and there's just and so much
0: to the story because, number one, HBK had no problem with this match, but it, it it didn't go the way he wanted because he he did not want to turn heel. Let's not forget, HBK turned heel
1: for this. That's right.
0: <laughs> and he didn't want to.
1: Well, there's a story behind that as well.
0: Yeah.
1: The original plan was was supposed to be face against face and just to see if Sean can hang with Hogan. Right. But Hogan, being the politician that he is, and this is the start of Hogan's politic, politics backstage and, and when he came back to WWE, he demanded a face versus heel. He did. He wanted traditional face versus heel. And that's when Vince and the creative team went to Sean and said we want you to be the Shawn Michaels of of 1997. And he went you know I'll tear him apart, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'll do to him. And according to Shawn Michaels' DVD, which I own, and according to all of the stories that I've read, Hogan was okay with everything that happened, and obviously he was being a Obviously we all know how true that that isn't, but that's just the start of, of of the of the problems with this match. And well most people don't know, it was supposed to be a ser- it was supposed to be a three match series. Yeah. The which trilogy. Again. Yeah. Which again Hogan said he's not going to do.
0: Which because from what I understand, Hogan had a back injury during that time. <laughs> Because Hogan was in, his mid, was in his early 50s at the time. So, I, under, I mean, a trilogy still could have happened. It just didn't have to happen as quick. But from what I understand, even in the trilogy, HBK did not mind losing the series. It's just, you know, now let's be honest. I mean, Hulk Hogan, as we know, with the ego. But let's be honest, HBK also had an ego as well. I mean, let's be honest. Every big wrestler has an ego.
1: Yeah, but the problem (laughs) is that you have to understand. some there are two versions of Shawn Michaels: the 1980s and 1990s, drugged up, I'm the best, ego. You okay, bro?
2: Oh yeah.
1: All right, cool. The 1990s to end to when he got injured with at the Royal Rumble against Undertaker. That was Shawn Michaels, egotistical, I'm the greatest thing of all time. Fast forward four years when he comes back. He's a whole different man. Yeah. He's not so much of a politician. He just wants to enjoy his career, you know, do what he does. And it was only supposed to be one time, but he signed for another couple of years. But Sean really didn't play politics the second time around. The first time he did. The second time, not so much. And about Hogan's back, I got some news for you. One of the greatest matches at SummerSlam in in 1991 took place. Bret Hart against Mr. Perfect, and guess what? Kurt Henning had a bad back to that match also. Really? And he did the match with, yep. Henning
0: hurt his back, and he said, I will do it because it's Bret Hart. And they put on an Ultimate Classic. They did, yeah. That's I believe Bret Hart took the Intercontinental Championship. For, yes, I believe, one of the greatest for, I, I believe that was his first reign as Intercontinental Champion. Yes, and one of the greatest matches of all time. We'll get to that's
1: a different point. But the point is, wrestlers have all worked injured. And I've still put on fantastic matches. Diamond Dallas Page, bad ribs for over a year, worked with worked with Savage, worked with anybody you can think of. So I know wrestlers who have worked with with with, 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 with torn ligaments and have put on tremendous matches. So Hogan just being a crybaby. I'm sorry, but Hogan just being a baby. Are you so surprised? That's just my opinion on that. Are you surprised though? No. I'm not. That's the
0: that that's that that's the other problems. I'm not surprised. And 2005 and was actually an interesting year in wrestling. I mean, Hogan that year got inducted in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Shawn Michaels was arguably at the top ever. Had been at a level he had not been before. And HBK had that hell of a match at WrestleMania with Kurt Angle. Yes. And he no, and of course HBK put Kurt Angle over. Then they had the rematch. <laughs> so. I thought the rematch was better, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, well, you know what? They had the rematch. You know, both matches were great. So, yes, so were. props to, so I mean, props to Kurt Angle and HBK, two of the greatest technicians in the business. Oh, absolutely. The problem with Hogan is Hogan's not a technician.
1: Uh huh. Hogan's a brawler. So right. Anytime you put a technician against a brawler, you're gonna have a little bit. Of, you're going to have some problems. But it was the politics that bothered everybody. And then we have the match, and like, as you said, Sean, let's, let's cover that a little bit, Sean oversold everything. He really did. It was amazing.
0: Well, from what I understand, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of says, like, you know, that, that he oversold because he wanted, he, he, from what I understand, he allegedly wanted to make Hulk Hogan look bad. He already been doing that because you know. Remember, in the build-up of, of this match, there was you know I'll never forget the promo that HBK did in Montreal. <laughs> um, that time where he was with that when he impersonated Hulk Hogan on a fake Larry King show, which I will admit was hilarious. What HBK did in mocking Hulk Hogan, I won't I won't lie, I laughed my butt off, and, I, and I'm sure that you did too.
1: I was on I was on the floor. I was I was still living at home when that happened. I wasn't married yet.
0: How old were you during that time? If I, if you don't mind me asking,
1: I was in my twenties.
0: Okay, yeah, and I was only twelve. I was about I was about to go into seventh grade, where I unfortunately had the worst school year of my life. Uh me, yeah, my seventh yeah, seventh grade was always
1: stunk for me, though.
0: Yeah, I, was about I hated seventh grade. I was twenty three
1: actually. Okay, and I remember I was twenty three or twenty four, and I remember just laughing so hard when. HBK comes out with the walker. <laughs> I'm a dinosaur and brother, 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 brother. And he goes, Hulk, and that Hulk, are yeah, you a good guy or are you a bad guy? And it, oh. was, just, it was the way that Sean tore him apart was actually the way that they tore apart that Ric Flair did it in WCW. But, but Rick wasn't kidding around. Sure. HBK was different story, but it's actually true. That's who Hogan is. And I don't want, and I know I'm going to take a beating for from all the Hulkamaniacs out there because when he's in the ring, okay, I like, the, okay. But when he's in the back, he's a whole, he's not the Hulk Hogan in the ring. Everybody loves him. You know, Hulkamaniac, blah, blah, blah. In the back, he, he actually believes that he's this character. Right. So Hogan's
0: been a politician apparently for years. Yeah, like as HBK said, Well on camera, brother, I'm a great guy. But when that camera goes off, brother, ho ho It's a whole different other story, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Like 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 we said already,
1: he tore him apart. Right. And I've never seen any promo like that where it's a comedy skit, but it's also
0: true. Yeah, and as I mentioned, the one in Montreal. know yeah. Or not? I think also. I think shortly after uh, HBK turned on Hogan and gave him the sweet chin music, I think HBK was also on Piper's pit, and then he also gave Piper the 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 sweet chin music. Which someone asked you because know, you know, again, Piper was one of Hogan's enemies back then. I mean, remember the first the first ever main event of WrestleMania, which was one hell yeah. of a match. Sure. So that they get they get Piper involved, it, 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 well, supposedly, and even Jerry Lawler. So they really but wanted to make HBK go through that heel run as much as possible. Problem is he was <coughs> so long. And that- I apologize for the coughing, by the way. Hmm? I apologize for all the coughing, by the way. It's fine. Everybody know it. It's fine. We all we all know what you're going through. It happens.
1: But the problem here is that HBK was a face for so long when he returned. Yeah. Well, the whole, the whole, the, the whole. The, you know he he had so many incredible matches. Then we turned him, then we turn him heel because Hogan wants him to. it was it was, it was a horrible move for wrestling because first of all the crowd never bought HBK's heel anyway. Number one at that time. Number two,
2: the crowd was. If you watch the match, it was sixty forty for Shawn Michaels. So.
1: The crowd absolutely hated this match. They really did. Well, they weren't when happy, have, dude. When you have the biggest star of the '80s and one of, the, and probably one of the top five stars of the '90s in the ring against each other, and they get booed out of the building, you know we did something wrong. Hmm. You think? And they did a lot wrong in this one, but it what? But I understand why. Why Hogan was so upset? Why? Sorry, HBK was so upset. He didn't. He did not want to do it this way. No. And Hogan has to understand something. You were gone since <sighs> 1993 until now. You were gone. You were in the enemy camp for for for, for what? Twelve, fifteen years.
2: Well, something like that.
0: Well, keep I'm, in mind uh, this was not this was not Hulk Hogan's uh, first return to the company. It was right. the second uh, one. His first one was in 2002.
1: Right, so it was about eight years.
0: You're yeah. gone. Eight, you're gone eight years. You come
1: back and demand that it's my ring. With look, with Triple H, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Kurt Angle, the Dudleys, the Hardys, yeah, all the people that put WCW, all the, all the people that put WCW out of business. You're now gonna dare tell us that this is your locker room? <laughs> because that The APA was in there You're not going to tell them this is your locker room You were gone for eight years pal <laughs> Don't try that here And that's why I think Sean was so mad Was because he wanted to That that's my ring He's He hasn't done anything And we're doing this my way
0: Yeah
2: And if I was Vince I would have told him Only in dreams
0: I think I know why. How Hulk Hogan had more of a leverage because again, Hulk Hogan was a hall of had become a hall of famer that year.
2: Okay. Ric Flair was a hall of famer. How many matches did he lose? Well,
0: after Rick getting the Ric Flair. Ric Flair, Flair just did. Ric Flair did business.
1: Rey Mysterio is in the hall of fame. He has agreed to. He has agreed to let his. In storyline voice, not only to let his son turn on him, but to have him run away from from Raw and go to a different show because of the whole Dominic thing.
2: Kurt Angle's a Hall of Famer. Agreed to lose how many matches? He the lost Littler. the
1: last one, yeah. Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, all Hall of Famers. The difference between them and between them and Hogan—they're not politicians. Hogan is. And politics and wrestling is a big pain in the ass.
0: Excuse the language, but it is. I mean, you're not wrong. Backstage politics has just has caused so many problems. I mean, for God's sake, Sting versus Triple H. Um, Sting should have won the match. Well, that's that. Uh, well, we we'll, we'll get to that. One. That
1: that that. that that's on the list as well, by the way, for on this show. We'll both carry, we'll talk about that later. But politics has always, hurt the, has always hurt the business. WCW was religiously playing. This is where Hogan learned it, by the way. WCW is religiously playing politics. And to me, that is where Hogan learned this nonsense from. So... The, the fact that it was such a bad match is all on Hogan. And Hogan has to live with – he'll deny it, but Hogan has to live with that factor.
2: See, this so,
0: is, as I mentioned, the science of the story, I mean, Jim Ross believes that despite everything like that, Jim Ross believes that they had a great match. Now, I'm not going to argue with Jim Ross because he sees wrestling different than, than we do. I mean, he's the greatest announcer of all time. Uh, Eric Bischoff uh, actually said that because of Michaels' behavior, he said that he lost respect for Michaels.
1: I don't know if Jim Ross knew the full story between Hogan and Michaels and Vince McMahon. I'm not going to speak bad about Joe because to me, he To see, the, you, see, you would say that he's the greatest of all time. I'm going to say it's Gorilla Monsoon. All
2: right. But
1: two different generations of wrestling, obviously. Yeah. I love JR's work. But for him to say there was a great match, I think he did that as as the character of JR, not the actual person of Jim Ross. I think
2: it was talking out of his character because he has to say that. So, do I think it was a great match under no no circumstances? No way. Again,
0: the overselling,
1: the overselling was just. David Mel- David Meltzer, who is the who is the premier of all of professional wrestling, he gave the star he
0: gave the match one and a half stars. And and can I ask you this? Are they lucky the fact that he actually gave him one star? They gave him the half
1: they gave him one and a half, he was lucky. I thought Meltzer was gonna I thought Meltzer was gonna give them less than that and I would
0: have. Yeah. I think he was taking mercy because it was Sean. Yeah. The sad part is, Mark, is that this match could have easily been one of the greatest if it had only been done right. I think if it was face, baby face versus baby face, like like Hogan and Ultimate Warrior in the first one, absolutely, it would have it would be a masterpiece. And you know, and of course, uh, speaking of Hogan versus uh, Warrior, yes, folks, we know about the Halloween Havoc '98. It's on the list. Um, you yeah. know, and you mentioned we talked about Hulk Hogan, and people say like how many how many guys did Hulk Hogan ever put over in, in his career? Aside from, aside from Warrior in 91, or in 90, and then uh, The Rock in 2002. Goldberg, 98. hmm And, of course, uh, when, he dropped, when he dropped the belt, yeah, when he dropped the belt to Goldberg. A lot of people say Kidman, but I don't believe that Kidman was already over. Yeah, because so. when, when people will say, Alex, keep in mind, the list, the track record of how many guys Hogan actually was willing, more than willing to put over, it's, there is no positive track record. It's overall,
1: it's, it's overly negative. I wouldn't say overly negative, but I will say this. He was also scared to wrestle people, but we're getting a little off topic here. But yeah. you know, he was very scared of Bret Hart. He would never get in the ring against Bret Hart, knowing that Bret Hart would probably kill him.
2: And yeah, because of the legitimate
1: he, issues between the two. Yes. He didn't, want, he didn't want to get in the ring with Austin when Austin wasn't <laughs> that
0: Because he was afraid of Austin, which is understandable. I would be too. I think that was the original plan for WrestleMania 18 was going to be Ho- Hollywood Hogan versus Stone Cold. At least yes. I believe. I believe that was. I, th- I believe that's what Vince originally wanted. Yes, and then thankfully enough, we got The Rock instead of Austin. But that was a different story,
1: right? So, they also did. A, they they also did something else that was a no-no in this match. By 2005, there was no blood. Remember, they had the blood rule. Remember. No blood on yeah, them. No, no, no blading. Except one of them bled. Uh-huh. And it was not HBK. Nope. Hogan Hogan broke the blood rule, which was another problem, with, which everybody was like, "What? what is he doing? When you break the blood rule, that's a – and he got fined heavily for it, by the way. Did he? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Don't break the blood rule. If Vince says no, then it's what? It's an it's an absolute no. And he, they broke so many, so many rules in this match. And the big one was that they broke the blood, they broke the no blood rule. I mean, we've had hell in the cell match with no blood. We've had war
2: games with no blood. Yeah. Who the hell's Hogan to bleed all of a sudden? Now, mind you, not before anybody says anything. Yes, I know about WrestleMania 19 where both Hogan and Vince bled,
1: but Vince gave the okay for that one,
0: right?
1: Because that was Vince spilling his own
0: blood, and 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 obviously because it was a, I think it was a street fight. It was a street well, fight. Which well, of, it, course, of course it was a street fight. I mean that that's that's Mr. McMahon's. Well, actually, no, no, not street fight. In Mr. McMahon's words, no holds barred. Right. Same thing. Yeah. But Vince prefers no holds barred, so yeah. now all of a sudden, yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of like I'm, I'm paying tribute to Vince. I'm like, no, no.
1: Well, you know, the match itself was awful. Everybody, it was booed out of the building. I know that the, I know that they turned Sean after Sean back after because of the whole because of the whole you know handshake and hug thing. But
0: yeah, he it, yeah yeah yeah. It
1: was still it. I mean, if you're gonna watch that wrestle that Summer Slam. Don't watch this
0: match, obviously.
1: I mean, it wasn't that great of a card, number one. It really wasn't a good show at all, number one. But at the same time, I think this could have saved a bad this could have saved a bad pay per view. But they chose not to. Hogan chose to be a politician and she went, just was just angry and he oversalt. I remember the whole boot thing where Hogan hit the boot and Sean does the whole one eighty the, the whole uh. I think it was one eighty he did outside of the ring and you know he goes on he's on the top rope and Hogan punts him and he jumps like fifty feet in the air and uh I mean you can rip this match apart if you wanted to. Hogan hits him with the claws on and Sean doesn't does, does the does the whole three sixty and is pretends to be knocked out. It was just god awful. And Hogan didn't even sell the switch in music after Sean hit it. Hogan did a bad job of selling the switch in music. So, as a matter of fact, I don't even think Sean connected. If I remember the match correctly, I think he missed.
0: I think he hit him like right here, and Hogan Hogan just went backwards. The whole the whole match just again. It's like one thing going wrong, and then like it's almost if both guys said, "Oh f this, f this."
1: I think by the time they got to the ring, they just weren't, they, they just, they just saw this as two very different views. I wish that they would have sat down with each other and said, okay, here's what we're going to have. I'm sure that they talked about it, but not to the extent of where they sat down and they wrote everything down like, like Hulk did with Andre or uh, Savage did with, uh, with, 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 sorry, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I don't think that they went that far. I think they talked about it, and then they just said "the hell with it" and, and, and just went for it. And we and we got the result that we
0: that we got. Because it, it, immediately after that, Ho. I, I think. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, Ho, we didn't even see Hogan on TV after, after SummerSlam, and then Shawn Michaels what? immediately got embroiled in a feud with Chris Masters.
2: Well,
1: that's a whole different ballgame, but.
0: Yeah, because this is why. the reason why I mention it is because you know you go from that, then all of a sudden Michaels is immediately faced again. He, he's he's in a program with with Chris Masters. And then you, we don't see Hogan until next year. We had that match against Randy Orton at, at the same summer sl- at the SummerSlam, which he was <coughs> po- po- politics about that. But that's all different a monster. But yeah, you see, because you know, this match, I mean, the the whole point in these mat in, in this particular match is because of how horrible it was. When you have when there's two egos that collide, and one of them and then one of them is will despite the ego, one of them is wants to do what's best for for the fans, wants to do what's best for the company, while the other only cares about himself. And we all know who's who. Oh yeah, and you have hey, all- honestly HBK has been honest enough to admit that he regrets his actions.
1: Well, HBK said at the end he did regret he did regret the match, Hogan. If you ask Hogan, Hogan will tell you Toga that we did fine. If you ask HBK, he'll tell you it was a disaster and it was his fault, which is not entirely true. And they were both at fault, but this is what happens, as you said, when you have one when you have a politician against a non-politician. So, Hogan is a huge politician, HBK not so much. No. But at least at least one of
0: them. Is willing to admit his faults and admit that he did not his behavior did not help the cause. No. One of them, but one of them, of course, is just you know still you know flex, flexing the ego muscles. One of them cannot let go of the fact that at this point he was fifty
1: five years, he was fifty some odd years old, and the other guy was in his third, and the other guy was was in his forties. Right. So, but that's but that's Hogan in a nutshell. It is. If you listen to Ric Flair about when he talked about the NW and WCW, what do you always say about Hogan Nash, about Hogan Nash and Hall? They were bad for business. All they wanted was political politics, and all they wanted to do was make money. They did not care about the company. They did not care about uh, uh, about the fans, and I absolutely believe it. Yeah. Well,
0: listen, in, in WCW case, from my understanding, Kevin Nash and Hogan were a huge part of the booking committee, which means they had immense power. And as yeah. we said, when you let the inmates run the asylum,
1: that's what happened to you. Mm-hmm. Vince let the inmates Vince let one inmate run the asylum, and you know, and the other one had to eat it. Yeah, and I will say this: if you're wondering about the fan base of this match, everybody who watched this match at Matt's house hated it. Absolutely hated it. We couldn't wait for this disaster to end. We always say that there's some sort of popcorn match or whatever. This was the popcorn match. We were all excited about it. Then they got into it, and then we're like, uh, what? (laughs) Okay. Anybody want an extra Twinkie or anybody want an extra soda or something like that? Because this match is awful. (laughs) Trying to pay attention to this match. He was just horrible. How did? And, do you know uh, so,
0: our friend Ricky? How did? Do you know how our friend Ricky reacted to this match? Sure, it was hard He sure it was horrified. He hated it. So was he? Ups, like was he like
1: visibly upset? He was saying that it was always so that he can't believe how bad the match was. He was looking forward to it, and I really can't speak for him because he's
0: not here. But I will say this: he was very angry.
1: Like the rest of us, he was not happy.
0: Feel like uh also Jeff, who of course this episode is dedicated to his memory. I feel like Jeff too must have been very, very disappointed. Well, Jeff like me grew up a Hulkamaniac.
2: And then Jeff walked away from Russ because he got sick and tired of the when he came back. He couldn't wait to see this one. And his answer was,
1: What happened? <laughs> he could not believe what he was watching. He was he was annoyed. I'll put it to you that way. We were living together at the time. We were still living in my dad's house. And I remember going home, and I said, was it me, or was that one of the worst Summer Slams ever? He goes, Uh well, yeah, it's got to be in top five. It was just awful, awful, awful. And
0: we were very upset about it. We really were. Man, I, I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, again, I was only 12, so obviously I did not watch the match because, you know, I couldn't get pay-per-view. but. Well, if I'm from out of interview, that's how we're able to watch it. <laughs> I mean, and as I as I as I, as I look at the card, I mean, I'll never forget. I think Batista defended the title against JBL in a no holds barred match. It, wasn't and it, it was, it uh, was. I think the best match. I think the best match on the card <coughs> was Rey Mysterio versus Eddie versus the late Eddie Guerrero for the the latter match. And also, I think also it was Randy Orton versus The Undertaker. You see, at least at least one guy put the put the young guy over. The Undertaker put Orton over. And this that, one, but
1: Undertaker's done that his whole career.
0: Yeah, so at least at least there was some good in a pay per view that overall is rejected.
1: Well, look at what Undertaker did with mankind. Look at their their view it was phenomenal.
2: Yeah,
1: Randy Orr became made after shoot after the after shoot the Undertaker, and yeah. also mankind. Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero was a great match, but there was but there was a huge botch in it. Vicky Girl, Mr. Q. Oh, that's right. So as great as that match was, there was a miscue in that match. So like I said, that show all around. Yeah.
2: And you overall.
1: Yeah. And you can hear Eddie screaming where the where the blank is Vicky.
2: Oh yeah. So
1: and yes, before anybody asks, it was edited out of it's been edited out of the uh out out of the Peacock Network and I actually I actually checked. It is not in the Peacock network. It has been edited. They didn't want any girl looked. They didn't want any girl to insult to, to 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 insult his wife. So they edited that part out. But you can honestly see that it was a botch.
0: Obviously. So. Oh. Botches happened, but this was just a bad one. It was, and I'm sure in the match Hogan versus HBK, there were botches in that one too. Oh, about a million six. A million six. Bye. If
2: you
1: watch the match, you can clearly see what the botches were.
2: So, you,
1: how would you rate this? I rate A, B, C, D, E, and F. And, of course, F and F minus. But how would you rate this match, sir?
0: I would go with a C minus. You're too kind. I gave it an F. I think it's because... Well, I think because in my case, again... When the match happened, I was, not a, I was not an educated fan like I am today. I think it's because when I first got to see the match you know, on the DVD that, my friend le- that, that, that a friend of mine lent me, uh, yeah, I think that's why, because the, I think it's the first time I saw it or how I saw wrestling then, because I can't deny that, that the fan I used to be, I mean, we all used to be like that, so I think so. But if I had watched it as a 25-year-old, well-educated wrestling fan, I would have given the same grade that you did. I think it, it it just goes because we engage from a certain perspective in a situation from when we first saw the match. So, yeah, as a 12-year-old, obviously, like well, that. Yeah. So as a, as a 12-year-old, yeah, I, I, I would have thought the match was cool because I didn't know that. It, I thought HBK was just doing that because it was on the script or whatever. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, again, I didn't even know back then of these backstage politics, all that. I, didn't, I wasn't aware of it at the time. So.
1: Well, when you're 12, you don't do care, you care. When you're 12, you don't do care about us. Is uh, you know, you starting to get into girls. You starting to get into in, into sports, and more important than that, you're, you're more important than that. You want to know uh, when's the next one. That's exactly
0: exactly. What about when you're twelve, right? So yeah, yeah, I mean, I I just there was just so much I did not know what was going on. So You
1: know, twenty three is a different ball game, but
0: yeah, but overall, I think now, I mean, this Masters is just so bad, but. It's definitely one of the worst out there, but there are yeah, definitely not, a lot of matches that were worse than this one. It's not I, feel like this, I feel like this match was the, was the great way to start this program on the show. Absolutely. <coughs> it was not the worst on our list. I'll put it to you that way.
1: There have been so many that are on this list that is by far worse than this, but this definitely was on... Was on the list, and this was just the first one we've we've completed it.
2: Yeah,
1: we're not gonna read off out. We we you and I each have our own different lists of what matches there are. Mine's probably a little bit older than yours because I've been around a little bit longer. No offense to me.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and honestly, because because you know you're a well-educated, passionate wrestling fan, Mark. So thank yeah. you. And, and I was going to say, if anybody listening to the show, if there's a particular match that you want us to talk about, let us know. Absolutely. I mean, the world knows, obviously, that Halloween Havoc 98, the rematch between Warrior and Hogan's, is on the list. Yes. That, it, that's obvious. That, I mean, a lot of fans know that's, like, that's got con- to be considered the worst match of all time. It's the worst <laughs> match.
1: It's one of the worst match in the history of WZW. It's wor- probably the worst match in both their careers, and that's saying a lot.
0: See, and it's sad too because Halloween Havoc had arguably the worst wrestling match of all time, but also had one of the best in Goldberg and DDP.
1: Yeah, but you have to understand, not a lot of people didn't see that match because WCW didn't finish the show in time, and a lot of people missed it because they yeah, had because
0: face. the the broadcast feed had they were having problems with the broadcast. I mean, things yep. were so bad they actually had to give refunds. They had to actually give refunds to the people who ordered the show.
1: Yes they did. I actually we we got lucky. We actually were able to finish the show and watch the match. It was a great match. The problem was though after watching Hogan versus Warrior, everybody's wanted to go home. So Yeah. But T D P was phenomenal. But um where we're gonna go next, we're not sure you probably maybe we'll do the Havoc match next, but for now Alex, as we said, this was an awful match. By far the far the worst match in H B K in HBK's career. By
0: far. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we like to keep things positive. If, if for those of you wondering why are we kind of doing this you know, worst wrestling matches program, They're it's to cool. kind of basically – it's to kind of show just how we see the business out. Like, you know, there's great matches and there's bad matches, but it's to kind of show that when you're an educated wrestling fan like us with all that knowledge and passion, we have to speak about how, how these negative matches affect us with, with our status as wrestling fans. And honestly, yep. it, it's more content because, you know, again, we can't just do day-to-day news. I mean, everybody wants to know, like, Alex, are you going to do a full episode what's going on what's going on with Vince? Look, I'd like to, but the problem is right now there's only so much that we know. We don't so have- when, when this whole thing is concluded and there's – because let's be honest, Brock Lesnar is not the only guy allegedly involved. This I know there's other names. So well, Brock- right now there's just, there's just really not much to talk about, and it's not worth doing a whole episode on because all we know is what is what we know and – this is Vince's second resignation. The first time it was for uh sexual first time it was sexual misconduct. Now this is the sex trafficking, so it's worse, but so much no worse. Yeah. So like I yeah. said, look as I said, look, I'll I'll never discredit Vince for the good that he's done, but he needs to pay for what he for what you know for these allegations. So for now these are allegations. We gotta see we gotta wait till the conclusion of this whole thing, but like I said we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But in the meantime, a reminder that Ringside Chaos is available anywhere you get your podcasts, so here's what I need you to do. Here's what we need you to do, is for you to hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, because Mark and I want to be sure that you're not going to be missing out on any exciting upcoming content.
1: Absolutely. All
0: right. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. Mark, thank you very much again for for joining me. Can't wait to have you back on and again. For those and, of you, if there's any particular worst wrestling match you'd like us to talk about, let us know, and we'll make it happen.
1: Or if you want us to talk about one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time, we will gladly do that. And no, Another great program for the show. There's a whole list out there, and I've been, and I've been to plenty of
0: them. So mm-hmm. That's why we love having you on, Mark. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much again, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll see you all next time. Yep.